0: and Dev sees again and Donovan has scored oh can you believe this go go USA
1: Catabella back
0: Rodriguez girando golazzo, take go, 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 Bienvenidos and welcome to Bend It Like Beckett. I am your host Scott Bedgood here with my co-host Brian. I gave it a little welcome and a bienvenidos because why, Brian?
1: Because we are going to discuss Peru e Estados Unidos,
0: and it was a draw, so nobody wins.
1: So, you, so you both. Get equal intro.
0: Equal intro. I'm um, an equal opportunity introducer. or I, I thought about saying introer, and then I was like, "There is a word for this. <laughs> it's introduce, and it would be introducer, which I guess is a word. Announcer. Anyway, U.S. Peru drew one-one. We're going to talk about that for a little bit, and then más the, o menos, más o menos. And then the Premier League slash all leagues are back this weekend. Finally, the stupid international break is you over. Have, you
1: have some hot sports opinions on a, the international break. have some hot sports
0: opinions on the break. international break, but there were some memorable moments. But I do have a hot sports opinion or two, and many of them relate to your favorite
1: Nations League the Super League, the UEFA oh, Super League. Oh, gosh. Do uh, you see Germany may be relegated to League B?
0: Yeah, they. they uh, have one competitive win this entire calendar year?
1: Six losses, I believe.
0: Did you see who... And this may be a result of the Nations League, but mm-hmm. did you see who has two competitive wins this week?
1: Um, Belgium.
0: Gibraltar.
1: Gibraltar.
0: I, listen, I saw that on the Instagram, uh-huh. which could be 100% false. Uh,
1: I hear Instagram's pretty popular, as is Google.
0: Instagram's popular. It's a terrible news source uh but i did just like see that fact and i was like that's probably true but now i'm gonna have to look up whether gibraltar won two games because i like i'm
1: guessing they're probably in the lower league like d or e league d it's got to be in the lowest
0: because they don't have it like they're not professional their players are literally plumbers and uh yeah they beat Liechtenstein 2-1 which is shocking um, but Liechtenstein's also small, but
1: well that's because they're playing in league. This is the whole purpose right, right. of the so nation's I, league.
0: Now I'm giving credit, and they also beat Armenia, which is significantly bigger than Gibraltar and should definitely be winning these games.
1: You think? Yeah. Armenia. Is this has kind of like Henrik, the United States losing to Trinidad and Tobago?
0: Henrik Biktarian plays for Armenia. He play he's a plays for Arsenal. That guy sh- alone should be able to beat Gibraltar. Hey, this is a team. This game. was this was Gibraltar's first ever away victory.
1: It's impressive and they
0: won on a penalty one to nothing <laughs> that um that's really bad for miktarian e. and they, they oh man this is anyway why are we again we always talk and this is not planned listeners we do not plan to talk about the most obscure thing that happened this week but that's kind of our calling card it, it just is. happens yes we get is. into the most obscure thing Germany, yes. Which Not-
1: reminds me, we will have a couple quick hits on U.S. women's soccer. Hey, that's, from the Concacaf championship. That's significantly
0: more relevant. And actually, we, let's talk about that um, in more than a quick hit because you went to the game. I did. So we'll uh, we'll do all of those things. Let's start with our As-
1: That's U.S. men's national team. I speak Scott. That's U.S. men's national team.
0: Thank you. Uh, yes, our U.S. men's national team talk. We talked last week about the Colombia loss, yes, uh, four to two. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did we see different or the same? Or what, what, what do you think about this game? We... I only caught the end of it, like the last twenty five minutes, because I was playing my own game uh-huh. and I was scoring, and we were winning nine to eight. That's so,
1: so that's such a wheels off.
0: It was a very wheels off game. Score. I am not going to call anybody out. I'll just say that I play attack. Mhm. So nine goals is a successful day for me. Mm-hmm. I didn't score nine goals. I got one, but for me and <laughs> the good. other attackers, yeah. nine goals is good. Yeah, I won't. I'm good. not. Call, I'm not here to call it. You know, out the coaches or the, the defense. No. Why would you wouldn't do that? No.
1: Uh, so what did we see? We saw a lot of changes from the United States from the starting eleven in Colombia. Um, Guzan back in goal. No Michael Bradley this time. Um, Wea did play. Uh, in both. Acosta did start in both, I believe. Uh, Carter Bicker started in both, and I believe that's it. Josh okay. Sargent did start up top for the U.S. Um, uh, some other debuts, Reggie Cannon, a 20-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jonathan Eamon, really fast, looked good up on he the wing. He looked speedy out there. And there was one more. Is it Sweat? He was somebody else who sweat, uh, he came on, but he maybe it was his first start. Maybe it was somebody was else, it. maybe it was Long who got his uh, his US de- debut. Um, but anyway, they looked kind of nervous, a little disjointed in the first half. Um, couldn't really keep possession. Um, had a few chances. Josh Sargent and uh, Jonathan Amen working well on the wing together, had a few chances. Um, nothing really came of it. Um, until a little,
0: when, uh, little set play, yeah, a little, little set NBA play, NBA style, yeah, set play it looked really good. Like, good yeah, shot
1: on the, the free kick from Acosta to Sargent, kind of coming across the middle at the penalty spot, um, and scored off mm-hmm. a deflection.
0: Did it get deflected? I could not, it tell. did, it. It, he it, hit it cleanly, he, he
1: hit it cleanly, and it, and it deflected off the, um, Peruvian uh defender's right leg? Like it wasn't it was clearly it was his goal, his Sergeant's yeah, it goal. It wasn't an, an own goal, goal, goal or anything. but it was it did take a deflection that looked like it was going to be saved had it not deflected kind of at the last minute off the Peruvian defender. So other
0: positive moments were the uh like you, you mentioned the speed of Ammon, is that Amon, what we're saying? Amon? A M O N. Yeah. He uh had a breakaway in the fourteenth minute. Uh, and really fast, had a wide open, and he yeah. That was like the one. That a, was the
1: quick touch from uh, Sergeant that, that got to Amen Amon Amin. and got him going.
0: And yeah, and he he had a right footed outside of the right foot flick over to over overhit it. Uh, so that was a little disappointing, but that was he uh, was incisive.
1: Hey, FIFA 365, Panini FIFA 365. While well, I'm thinking about this, because I checked the next day. Tim Weah finally has cards. He has a sticker in the FIFA, what is it, the 2018-19 FIFA 365 um, sticker set. So be on the lookout for that if you're looking for soccer stickers and cards.
0: And for. he looks to be a player. He looks to be a player that. that.
1: Uh, yes, he looks like you should buy his sticker cards. So, um, yeah, so I will be doing that. And
0: then uh, Peru, Peru. Gets a late goal from first name is Edison,
1: right? Flores Edison Flores about the eighty fifth minute. Previously they they crushed one off the post. Yeah, the U.S. That was, a great was really kind of on the back heels. Um, kind of in the second half of the second half, mm-hmm. um, Peru was kind of running the show. U.S. really couldn't get anything going, and um,
0: but honestly, that goal is really embarrassing for because it was. So what happened if you didn't see it? Um, a cross comes in from the what we call it the right side mm-hmm. and gets past everyone on the ground or like low lowish cross gets past all the offensive players, all the defenders, and at the back post, a Peruvian player Edison Flores Orejas Orejas uh, comes in and
1: just taps it in. Taps really. it
0: in basically. It was very easy, and really the, the issue was. It was DeAndre Yedlin at the back post that fell asleep.
1: Yeah, and then he kind of turned around and looked at Marky Delgado like it might be his fault. And but, Carter
0: Vickers was in there too, but
1: But yeah, if you listen to who was on the game, so it it was uh Ian Dark and
0: is that Holden or is that uh, No, I think the Holden's it's Fox. So Twelman. Yeah, I Twelman. Get Twelman and, yeah, and yeah, I get those they two, look a lot alike.
1: The, the two blonde uh yeah. former U.S. mid two thousands players. Yes, um, Twelman really lit in, went in, ripped into um, into Yedlin, it, and it said was, that it was not it, it was not Cameron Carter-Vickers' fault. It was not Delgado's fault. It was um, it was Yedlin kind of falling asleep on the play on the backside of that. I
0: mean, yeah. If you are the left back and the right winger,
1: mm-hmm. the
0: winger you're assigned to gets a goal on the back post off of a cross, that's 100% on the left back. Yeah. That can't be on anybody else. No. Um, and so... or what, Am I saying right back? Yedlin's the right back. Right back. It and came... the left wing. Yes. Yeah, that's Yes, right. yes, yes. Something like that. I get them mixed up. I get my uh, directions mixed up. Anyway, the point is, Yedlin is the guy that we mentioned several times as like the most experienced or one of the three most experienced players on the team and a guy that you... So, like Bradley is probably the most experienced, but you don't necessarily see Bradley as a key figure in the next big tournament, or yeah. at at the very least the next big the next world cup uh he might play in the next big tournament, mm-hmm. the gold cup is that what it is Yes, is the next one mm-hmm. but Yedlin, you would want to be your leader, like Yedlin and Brooks are the two guys that have been playing the longest that you would want to be your leader in the next world cup uh on the defense at least yeah. And for him to fall asleep there is just—I dis- mean, obviously it's one move, one play, but it's just disappointing because you're looking for bright spots from the young guys and you're looking for consistency from the older guys. Um, so I mean, whatever. It's a friendly, doesn't matter.
1: Large, uh, large Peru crowd. Oh, as shocking. has been the yeah, as has been the case for all of these recent friendlies, going back to. Um, Let's see, Brazil, Mexico, Colombia, now Peru. These four, since the World Cup, have all been heavily opposition. Can
0: we schedule games against countries that don't have large immigrant populations in the United States? Well, like, what is would the, that be?
1: This is the kickoff series. Aren't we going to Ireland to play England or something weird like that? We talked really? about that last time, that we're doing something. Isn't the U.S. going to play somewhere?
0: Why don't we play like Canada and Miami? <laughs> no shoot there's probably a lot of canadians that moved out of my why don't we play canada in you Nebraska? know what i saw
1: i saw the u.s i saw the canadian women's team now it's not a fair comparison um because the women generally draw less, at least in Frisco, Texas. How dare you say that? They sir. do in Frisco, sir, Texas. Sir, I'm not you're saying not, it's in right. In this
0: climate, are you allowed to say that? I'm
1: I'm stating a fact because I was there. There was about three thousand people there. Facts don't matter,
0: sir. For the in this climate,
1: for the Panama Canada Women's Semifinal Final, the Concacaf Championship, pa- Panama Canada, Panama Canada, Panama Canada, and. Um, yeah, I think a lot of those people, like me, were just there early for the U.S. women's game. Who won that game? Uh, that game was it was 1-0 at the half, and then Canada came out and crushed them in the second half. I think they ended up winning 6 or 7-0. Are you serious? Yeah, seriously. Whoa. And then the U.S. played Jamaica and beat them 6-0. It was 7-0, and then, uh, yeah, Canada was 7, and U.S. beat Jamaica 6-0.
0: So the U.S.-Jamaica, was at the final? That was the semifinal. So, so the final was Canada-U.S.
1: Canada-U.S. And U.S. won. U.S. won 2-0 with a second-minute goal from Rose Lavelle. I think that's her name. Yeah. She scored you, in the second. It was a nice goal. Good. I was not there for this You're one. Not this was title. last night. And then uh, Alex Morgan scored a late one in like the 80- fifth or 86th minute to kind of put it away.
0: Shouts to Alex Morgan. Because Shouts to her being about a long
1: time. Um, three yards offside on the goal. Um, oh, really? yeah, Oh, my gosh. It wasn't even close. <laughs> Maybe three yards is a little. Exa- she was they clearly. They uh, VAR. No, they do not. They, but they were calling for it. The announcers, the American announcers were calling for it. JP De La Carmo were that's his name, right?
0: De La Camera. Camera.
1: yeah. Was calling for it because she was a mile offside. Um but yeah, so, and it was a poor showing in terms of the crowd, but it was a cold and very rainy night here. It's been a cold and rainy week here in the Dallas Fort Worth area. They played in Frisco, not too far, about 20 minutes north of Dallas. And
0: depending on what country you're from when you're listening to this, that's either not too far or um, incredibly far. Yes. Frisco, where FC Dallas plays, is a good 20, 25 miles from Dallas. Yeah. Which my favorite fact is that Liverpool and Manchester are about twenty five miles away from each yeah. other. <laughs> yeah, and they're the biggest rivals and the biggest. Uh, it's a, a culture clash, whereas uh, that's just part of Dallas. Yeah, All so the way up there
1: to get back to the men's team. Yes, no, the U.S. men is going, going play England.
0: Urban sprawl.
1: Well, yes. So also first goes home to the uh, soccer. Hall of Fame, yes, right the u s. Soccer Hall of Fame,
0: yeah, which is opening soon and uh, we're hoping to get the I guess he's the director, president of the Hall of Fame Diorn Buckles uh-huh. uh, on sometime I've reached out to him, made some contact. <laughs> he said, I'm busy opening the Hall of Fame this week, which I was like, that makes sense. (laughs) You Um, mean he's just not
1: hanging out waiting to talk to us? He he has work to do. He's got work to do. Which,
0: no, totally makes sense, uh, but it seems like he would be open to coming on, so hopefully we'll do that. Um, And also, our buddy Greg Lansdowne, talk to him. Hopefully we'll get him on next week. Next week. Or sometime soon, talking to maybe one of the world's, not maybe, One of the world's foremost experts on panini
1: sticker collecting. So that'll be fun. Stickers. Ah, speaking of, there was a sticker shout out on the U.S.-Peru game where Ian Dark said that uh, when he was talking about that so excited, the Peruvians were so excited that they made the World Cup, that there were fights in the streets of Lima over the panini stickers. Did he say? Pretty wild, that. Pretty wild, that. That. The stickers. The fights over the stickers. So, yes, there was a Panini shout-out on the broadcast of the U.S.-Peru game.
0: Shout-out, Panini. So, other international break things.
1: Injuries! Only for Liverpool.
0: Mostly for Liverpool, yes. Somebody
1: just had surgery, didn't they?
0: So, let me just run down the short list of not-important players who got hurt.
1: Let us pause now for this week's liverpool moment with scott you should have like you'll never walk alone in the background while you give this update don't tempt me
0: no i will actually you know what oh
1: goodness here we go
0: hold on there was an article i read the other day about all of the injuries Mm -hmm. many of them were liverpool injuries but let's see is returning from the international break injured. Isn't this a ridiculous thing that they already have these articles just like ready because this happens so often. It's good good content. Arsenal will be missing Socrates Papastopoulos.
1: Mm, They're really missing him.
0: I mean, he's a pretty good player. Uh, Danny Welbeck, hamstring injury. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's see. Chelsea, your your boys Chelsea, Ethan Ampadu and Antonio Rudiger injured. Rudiger with a groin injury. Uh, they think he might be all right, but that's that's your your finding. Did injuries. he have to go to hospital? Um, I don't believe so. Uh, Wilfried Zaha for Crystal Palace, a suspected adductor injury. Is that bad? Abductor? Adductor. I uh, believe that's adductor. like in your sort of oblique area. That's okay. bad okay so uh he wasn't abducted and he, got
1: injured in the process that did not happen
0: <laughs> okay but that's their best player okay so that's fun. yes you're
1: you're correct
0: yeah uh, everton's idrisa Gai went off with an ankle injury also fun liverpool sadio mane broke his thumb
1: he had surgery i had think had i surgery. just saw surgery
0: muhammad salah who scored from a direct corner? And did you see that?
1: No, I did not. That's a he, that's a Olimpico. Is that what it's called? Olympico? I think that's what it's called. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was a really great goal. Mm-hmm. Then they're up four to one against um, Macedonia. Swaziland. Ooh. Up four to one, and they still have Mohamed Salah out there in the 85th minute, and he injures his hamstring. And he's then, not important for Liverpool, right? Nabi Keita for Guinea injures his hamstring. There was no stretcher.
1: I don't think it's Guinea. It's Guinea. Is it? How do you think it's pronounced? I don't know. Gu-
0: Guinea? Guinea?
1: I'm going to say Guinea. Okay. Well, we're going to go with that. Hey, Ghanaian listeners? They are Ghanaian. Well, or is that Ghana?
0: That's Ghanaian. Ghanaian. <laughs> Ghanaian. We're uh, Hey, Africa, let us this know. This is not a geography podcast. As much <laughs> as I'd like it to be, it's not. <laughs> Nabi also picks up a hamstring hem- injury, but here's the fun of the thing about that. There was no stretcher at the field, and he was carried off the field by teammates. Ee, so there's that. That's
1: bad. I can tell you there were stretchers at the Women's Concacaf Championship. I would hope so. Yes.
0: And then Virgil Van Dyke. So I've named uh, Sadio Mane, Mohamed Salah, Van Dyke, and Naby Keita, and now Virgil Van Dyke has been playing with broken ribs for several weeks, and fortunately, only had to play one game for the Netherlands against Germany. Another game Germany lost. Yeah, so those are really important players. Van Dyke will will probably play because he's already been playing with broken ribs, which is.
1: I don't think you can do anything with broken ribs. My brother-in-law broke his rib, and they—you really can't do anything other than is let it he rest. in and... a
0: man mountain like Virgil Van
1: Dyke. Or... Mm, no, he's probably about half of Van Dyke's size and yeah, well, quite slower.
0: Colossus. No, I mean... But I'm like, there's Liverpool, nothing you can Liverpool do with a broken
1: an, rib. You can't get a cat. You just have to rest it. Yeah. Obviously, playing Premier there's, League... there's no way to heal. Yeah, it. playing Premier League soccer is probably not going to help not the healing process.
0: Well, so Liverpool has not said it's broken ribs. They said he had a rib injury. Mm-hmm. Komen, the uh, manager of the Netherlands, said, yeah, Virgil's been playing with broken ribs for the last couple of weeks. And everyone was like, whoa, wait, wait what? what? <laughs> so maybe Komen's wrong. Yeah. Uh, I doubt that... The Netherlands did x rays, or maybe they did. Anyway, the point is, he's had a rib injury. So that's four Liverpool players injured uh, on one international break. Danilo for Manchester City was injured. Uh, Nemanja Matic didn't play, so he was already injured. Uh, Maron Fellini, quote unquote, should be fine. So something happened there. And then uh, Luke Shaw didn't get to play because he was injured. Mm hmm. Uh, let's see, Yama was removed, but he should be fine. Danny Rose injured. So lots of injuries. There were other yeah. ones. Paulo Dybala got hurt. They think he might be okay. But it's just, I don't envy the international team managers during this time especially because they have people in their ear constantly, don't play my player, don't play. Because every one of these guys, for the most part, is the most important player on their team. Yeah. And so, if you're Egypt, you have to play Salah at least once. Yeah. Or the fans will go nuts, and your team will go, you know, whatever. But if you're Liverpool, you say, please don't leave him out there when you're up four to one in a friendly, or a, maybe was yeah. a Cup of Nations qualifier. Do we but need it's to do with, Do we need
1: to do away with the international friendly? So, so I think you need it. And let me. get... Okay, so you need you need it for experience and player cohesion i mean as little as it is they're just playing 90 minutes together so as much and they have a camp for a week or two um so i could see the benefit there but i feel like and i could be completely wrong like in 1966 do they have international friendlies like or did you just get called up all right it's world cup time we're gonna put together a team now now of course it's a lot different no back i'm then, sure they had like,
0: friendlies i mean but back then nobody got injured Ever. No, I'm just kidding. That That's is just the... what they would tell you. Yes. Uh I don't know. So we have the friendlies, what which is what US has been playing in. hmm Um the uh, African teams are playing in Cup of Nations qualifiers. So those matter.
1: Like the UEFA Nations League? No, no, no. Oh um, the uh, like the, the World
0: Cup qualifiers, but for the Cup of the Cup of Nations is the a African tournament. Cup of Nations, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So they're they're playing. It's like, like their gold cup. Yeah. Uh, but then you have like a, a essentially a African soccer power in Egypt playing Swaziland. like Swaziland is a tiny country in the middle of South Africa. Like you're gonna win that game. you don't mm-hmm. need to play your stars the whole game. yeah. but uh, then you have the nations League and, and Klopp came out against the Nations League like before the international break already like these players are constantly running to the ground and now you have another thing that quote unquote matters. Like, yeah. this is it's kind of ridiculous. But what I think is makes it a little bit more difficult on the managers of these teams is it quote-unquote matters, so you're going to want to play your best players. And if you're the Netherlands, you're playing Germany. Yeah. So this is like a big game, a prestige game. So you're not going to trot out some of these younger players and give them opportunities to work into the team in the uh, meantime between the Euros and the World Cup. So, I mean, I just wonder if it's harming the long term of these teams because you're making the coaches kind of feel a desire to play the biggest names as much as they can
1: it's a good point okay
0: thank you um did you see eric deere's tackle on sergio ramos
1: i did not but i'm assuming that ramos deserved it
0: it was beautiful and it was it was called a foul but if you watch it was the cleanest tackle ever Uh, ramos had the ball in his own box he was just kind of like, got it. He was going to pass it around. And Deer just comes flying in and slides, gets the ball cleanly, takes out Ramos. Ramos's head, like, smacks the ground. Eech. Uh, But it was a clean tackle. But it's, like, one of the most violent clean tackles you'll ever <laughs> see And everyone. Like, it was all over the internet. People were like, loving it. Because there's a great picture of Deer, like, completely under Ramos. Ramos yeah. is in the air. Like, oh. Anyway, so that was worth the whole international break. So just that? that. Yeah, that that was it.
1: Not the Josh Sargent goal? No. No? That was
0: nice. But uh, it was really just the Eric Deere tackle. All right. That's what I'm here for. So the Premier League returns this weekend. They do. The biggest match is your boys.
1: It's very early in the morning, though, 6.30 a.m. Central Time. They don't want people to get drunk. They don't, but they will. Chelsea Man United. I'm excited for this one.
0: Is it? At Stamford Bridge, or I believe this is at Old Trafford.
1: Old Trafford. Is that
0: the Theatre the of Theatra Dreams? The Theatre of
1: Dreams. Yes. Um, yeah. Second place, Chelsea visiting eighth place, Man United. I mean,
0: a Chelsea win, I don't know. It, let's say Chelsea wins 3 0, is Mourinho fired?
1: No. Like, oh, you know that what? That day. Hold on. Well, let's go back to this because I always forget this. I feel like I should know this. So, is the home team on top in yes. soccer? Then it's at Stamford Bridge because I was looking at it like baseball oh, because okay. baseball, I always Every do other this.
0: sport or every U.S. sport, the home team is the bottom. Is the bottom team, yes. Which we're just used to, but it really makes more sense to have the home team on top, right?
1: Yes. So, let's go back. So, eighth place Manchester United travels to the bridge. That's one that throws
0: me off all the time, though, with the MLS. Mm-hmm. Because I'm used to reading soccer ones, ooh, but at the MLS, I'm like,
1: do uh, they? Flip I don't it? know which one. I don't know. Speaking of, you want to do your um, an MLS quick hit? Yes. Wayne Rooney has got uh, DC United on the verge of some miraculous playoff run. They Did you see that free kick? No, but I I saw the headline that he kicked 35 yard free kick. It was pretty insane. One to strike. Um, that's not the quick hit I was talking about. Uh, That the report last week that there were some talks possibly forming a between Mexican league, Liga MX and the MLS to form a joint soccer league of some sort between the United States, Canada and Mexico.
0: I did not know Canada. Well, I guess well, Canada, Canada is part, is of, the part MLS. of the. I was yes. like the Canadian League. No, yes, no, yes. Yeah, that's because yeah. Toronto and Vancouver. That's, and... that's
1: the report I read. It It said Canada, Mexico, U.S. Because why don't we just
0: combine countries if we're going to do the joint World Cup bid? It's just, one why just one giant, one giant country? country. That way, Canada would have to come down. They can't be all snooty about uh-huh. us anymore,
1: with their toques. Um, you <laughs> know what a toque is? It's is like it a, a hat. A, yes. Okay. Yeah. It's like a ski cap. Okay. I believe. Yes. Um, so anyway. Are you, is that a good thing? Do you think that would you be more or less interested in both Liga MX and MLS if they combined?
0: Well, you know that I couldn't be more interested in Liga MX than I already am. No, uh, I would be, we talked about this. I would be much more interested in both leagues if the com- combinated, which the word I'm looking for is combined, um, if the combined league had pro rel promotion and relegation
1: you do hashtag pro rel on on twitter all the time um yeah no that would be awesome if you somehow did some massive qualifying tournament like they do in youth soccer here where you know you play in some big tournament and then that's how you seed the first division and the second division and then from then on out it's top three up or whatever you want to do bottom three or bottom four top four up and down that would be so great
0: it would be great, but we talked about how the worst case scenario would be after six years of that, if there were 20 teams and like 17 of them were either Mexican teams or MLS teams, yeah, that would be an issue because then you would lose an entire country, basically. True. So that's the fear.
1: That's like England and Wales. Uh, I mean, yeah, but there's really
0: only two Welsh teams. Yeah. Um, and they kind of knew what they were getting, getting into, into, I guess. I mean, yeah. maybe not. It was a long time ago, I'm sure. Uh, speaking of Wales, Harry Wilson scored another beautiful free kick, but this time for Wales against mm. Republic of Ireland.
1: This Liverpool update is brought to you by Carling. Mm.
0: Yeah. Um, sir, it's standard chartered. Oh, standard charter. Okay, standard I wish charter. it was Carlsberg, Carlsberg, not Carling <laughs> Cup. <laughs> the Carling Cup, and sir, that is the Caribou Cup now. <laughs> uh,
1: so yeah, I, I would be interested in it. I think it'd be great, be awesome. All the MLS purists, I'm sure, don't like the idea.
0: I think that this is a really hot take, and I'm glad it's buried deep in this podcast. I think the MLS. And its franchises, I guess it's mostly the MLS, operates out of fear way too often. Do you know what I mean by that? They operate basically out of, like, a fear of, like, well, we can't do that because people wouldn't be interested and we'll lose money. We have to keep it this way, you know? Yeah. The whole, I mean, the whole salary cap system, the way they take players and, like, put them on teams and... All that stuff is just it just seems very fear based of like we have to make sure um who...
1: married, manufactured uh yeah like they're building a product to sell as opposed to
0: just letting the chips fall where they made.
1: yeah, but then you've got New York and l a and that just you know well, for the health the overall health of the league um I see how a league as young as mls. I mean what is it 20 Yeah, but they they need to, they need old. to
0: become an adult league now. Like they're 25. They yeah. got to get off their parents insurance.
1: Yeah, maybe. And maybe this is the first steps.
0: So so what I'm saying is this would be a pretty extreme move. I guess the Emekis um desire comes from the US sponsors and the more the money.
1: Yeah. I guess. I mean,
0: I watch... Here comes a soccer hipster hipster brag (laughs) from Brian.
1: No, this is not. I'm going to say I watch just as much Liga MX as I do MLS, meaning if it's Saturday night or Sunday night and it's Portland and Seattle and I'm flipping through the channels, I'll stop down and watch. If it's Atlanta and New York FC, I'll watch... If it looks like it's a good crowd, I'll watch. I'll watch an occasional FC Dallas game. But I will also, on a Thursday night or a Friday night or Saturday night, the late night Liga Emeckes game from Western Mexico is...
0: It's like watching a Pac-12 game. Yes, it's fantastic. It's like
1: 9.30. I have no idea who the teams are or the players. Um, But my point is, I guess, that looking at the stands and the crowd, and the, they look to be... with with some exception they look to be about the same in terms of what they draw a lot of you know you, people would think oh mexico is a much more soccer country than the us which is probably true in a lot of ways but in terms of supporting the league and maybe there are other economic reasons for that but in terms of supporting the league just as a tv viewer um
0: it looks like the stands are more empty. the stands look they're as about
1: empty. the same with you know you look at atlanta and they get 70 80000 you look at seattle they get their Club Fifty thousand, yeah, Chivas or something. But even that, there's some.
0: I mean, yeah. you know, it's it's interesting. We we watch English games a lot. I mean, we watch Premier League, and all those stadiums look packed. Yeah. One of the caveats of that, though, is most of those stadiums only hold 40,000 people. True. They're fairly small, except for now with the new Anfield renovations that holds like fifty-seven thousand. Chelsea is a bigger stadium. I mean Arsenal has a huge stadium. But
1: who's playing in the new Wembley? Isn't West Ham playing in the mm, or the Olympic Stadium? Yeah. One of those teams is playing in the yeah, Olympic the, stadium.
0: West Ham plays in the Olympic Stadium. Yeah. And that's and that was a big expansion for them. But the point I'm I'm making is if every uh MLS game was played in a twenty thousand seat stadium, they would all sell out.
1: Mm, okay, that's if, that's too that, much. That's a that's, bad sports point. That too. was a bad sports point. The my point Toyota is, Stadium is probably about that size. Okay, and I can so tell let you that let don't me
0: make my sports point about a different sport. If uh every baseball game was played in a 20000 seat stadium, it would look a majority full for most baseball teams. Correct. So it's kind of like the MLS they have they play in a lot of bigger stadiums. They play in, in it's obviously not as big as as the EPL. But uh all I'm saying is maybe those Mexican stadiums are fairly big, and they're still putting in thirty five forty thousand people in there yeah listen, we don't know what we're talking about we don't if you are an and for a, Equis, for a soccer
1: podcast, we know remarkably little about about about, well,
0: about MX. we don't really know that much uh we're Premier league guys, so yeah. Okay, I am a Premier League guy. Brian watches I'm a world, some I'm, Chelsea games.
1: I watch Chelsea games. No,
0: okay, I, I will uh, transfer this. If you watch Italian League games, there mm-hmm. are many stadiums that are not full. Yeah. Now, some of those are not full because they have to leave empty sections for hooliganism, but is other ones are sh- just... That sounds like a shot at that's the Italian a fact. League. That is a fact. If you're Italian and you listen to podcasts, I'm sorry. Apparently, I've come for you several times, but it is what it is. Okay. Uh Lo Siento, but in Italian. <laughs> that, <laughs> lios, lo siento. You can't just say it like You can say whatever you want and then just say but in Italian. <laughs>
1: but in Italian.
0: <laughs> and they'll understand. They yes. know exactly what I'm saying. Oh my gosh. Hey, uh do you have any hobby news for us?
1: I don't, outside of Tim Wea's first card. Um you know, we talked a little bit last week about Panini getting the Premier League lights rights. i um, so interested to see how that shakes out here in the next few months. Um, I'm sure we'll get some more soccer product from the Panini and the Tops uh, Champions League product um, coming up. And then, of course, this summer, we've got the Women's World Cup and we've got the Gold Cup and we've got some other cups. cups. How long do you see this is a serious question? Do you think, and surely they don't, Panini's not going to make a Cup of Nations sticker book. Nations with, League? Whatever it's called. No.
0: I mean, I won't say no because people love this stuff, so maybe they will.
1: Maybe they will. That might be a question for our friends at Panini.
0: But I doubt it. Uh, however, Stephen A. Smith, voice. See, I'm am not gonna do accents anymore. I'm just gonna say things, and then everyone else, and I'll tell you what it should you have sound to like. Guess what, what? No, no, no. Kind no. Of I'll accent? tell you what it should sound like. Okay. So, however, Stephen A. Smith voice, you know okay. that's what people. Oh, do okay. On, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, people yeah, do yeah, on yeah. Twitter. Yes, yes, um, yes, yes,
1: yes. I'm following.
0: Did we? Uh, did you tell us about your experience at, at the women's game? A little bit. What, what, I mean, what it were was a general w- impressions. It was
1: it was um it was fun to watch. Um, U.S. and Canada both. U.S. is the number one women's team in the world. Canada was the fifth women's team in the world. They were playing, like, number 68 Panama and number 66 Jamaica um, in the semifinals. Um, those two teams were way overmatched. The quality between the U.S. and uh, Canada over those other... Now, now apparently, and I'm not an expert in this area, but apparently Costa Rica and Mexico were supposed to be here we're, we're the favorites to come out of those uh, other groups.
0: You would think that they would have teams better than the sixty.
1: Yes, but whatever they, for whatever reason, they didn't. They didn't come to play. And Panama and Jamaica were both two surprise entrants into the semifinals. Um, the U.S. is fun to watch. Say what you want about you know women's soccer. What would, big I, fan. what would I want to say? I don't know that it's not as exciting. That it's not as fast. And sure, there's some. Aspect, but that game Do you last hear me night. Distancing. Yeah. Statement. But those game, that game last night was physical and yellow cards left and right for Canada, and they were flying in and making hard tackles. And Women's, Megan I mean, Megan Rapinoe, she, she's good. She's real good. Uh, there, uh, Julie Ertz, good. Yeah. Um, there's some young player. Um, I forget I like what her to name call.
0: Was. Um. Zach uh, Ertz, the yes. Philadelphia yes receiver. I like to call him Julie's husband.
1: That's what I told my wife because she yelled at me because I said, that's Zach Ertz's wife. And she said, oh, is that all she is? And yeah, then I said, like to
0: call it, when whenever Zach catches a pass, I, I say, always say, uh, that's, Julie that's Ertz's? Julie, Julie's husband <laughs> succeeds at his day job.
1: Well, you know what else is great about the women's game? You get to see a lot of young players. Like every once in a while, you see a really young male player. Make his debut, male player. I don't know
0: why? <laughs> that sounded so weird. Weird.
1: But last night there was a 17 year old girl who played. Like they just look so young, and it's so cool that these. And there was another uh, who was really good. I forget what her name was on on Canada. She made. She had made her. She was in her 20s now, but she made her debut when she was 15 for the Canadian national team, and she was really good. She was good the other night when uh, when we watched during the semifinal, and she was good again last night. Um Number 17. I don't know what her name was. And then Sinclair, I believe, is their big player. Number 12 for Canada. She's good, too. Um, but it was fun. You know what? It's fun. And I'll tell you what. It's like the Beatles. Those That women's team to all of the girls, and I use that phrase, like, young girls, like, I don't know, like, third grade, all through high school grade. Right, right. Like, they... Forty minutes before the game, were lined up on the tunnel, and when those players came out, it was like the screaming, and there were girls like in tears just to see these girls walk by. It was kind of cool. It was really cool to see that like they are so such a big deal to women's or you know young girls in this country. Um, Yeah, it was cool to watch.
0: I remember growing up uh, when the. So 99 world cup mm-hmm. happened i i grew up with a lot of uh girls who were like highly competitive soccer players mm-hmm. and i mean the way they talked about mia Hamm and michelle Akers and brandy chastain and like, yeah. all those like it was like the way we talked about michael jordan uh-huh it was they were that level and we were like oh yeah yeah, yeah. like yeah, oh yeah, I am. she's yeah. she's really good, and they're like, no, yeah, she's the greatest <laughs> athlete, and we were like, no, Michael, like it was that level, yeah. Um, so that's really cool. I mean, this is a, the, well, they're clearly a the, the best
1: women's soccer players in the world. I mean, they are the best team in the world. Three World Cups, they are the best team. So I guess it would be like, I mean, I don't even know how you compare it. Like,
0: I, I mean, to a, a smaller extent, but but in the in the mindset of the girls who play soccer who are young, it's like. Uh, someone, uh, a Spanish kid, yeah. seeing the Spanish national team yeah. come by in Iniesta, and it's like, oh my gosh, the Iniesta yeah. won the World Cup. It's the yeah. same thing. Yeah, the Carly the, Lloyd is there. You know, like it's the same thing.
1: A few years ago, I did. I saw the men's team in, in the Gold Cup in Frisco, and they. It was. It was. It was definitely more crowded. The crowd was was much better. Now again, I like I said, it was a cold, rainy night when I was there on Sunday night too. Um, so the crowd was maybe ten thousand or so. Um, yeah eight to ten thousand something like that um for the u.s game when i went to the men's game it was much more it was much crowd more crowded um but the and they had a nice ovation when they came in but it was nothing like the hysteria hundreds if not thousands of young girls around the tunnel and the hysteria that happened when the when they just came out on the field for warm ups. It was really cool. Yeah. And it was like for everybody. It was like the the backup keeper would come out and, and who I don't even know who she is, but she would the backup keeper and like some coaches would come out and the and the girls would go crazy. It was it was really That's like really cool. the Beatles. So anyway, they're fun to watch. They're going to the World Cup again with as the obvious favorite. Um yeah. Carly Lloyd still running out there Scoring goals, but I mean, in a more reserve role now. But
0: do you want me to bring this back to uh Liverpool real quick? Oh my
1: gosh!
0: Carly Lloyd is a big Liverpool fan, is
1: she? Yes. Well, okay. So thanks,
0: Scott. It all comes back. <laughs> all right. Anyway. so the Premier League is back this weekend. We got a lot of fun things going on.
1: The Beatles were from Liverpool, weren't the they? The Beatles were
0: from Liverpool, but I don't like to.
1: I don't really like. I'm gonna distance from that.
0: I will. You know what? I'm gonna lean right into it. I don't yeah. like the Beatles. That's, that's okay. fine. That's okay. Uh, I know that's become like a hipster thing. Uh uh-huh. To not like the Beatles. But, it's like the same people who say I don't like this. Monopoly. I didn't like the Beatles before it was cool to not like, no,
1: like them. <laughs> <Shh. laughs>
0: <laughs> Anyways, um, yes, Premier League back. Lots of fun. We're gonna watch it. We're gonna talk about it next week. Hopefully, we'll have Mister Lansdowne on next week to talk about panini stickers and all the fun stuff so uh until next week i am who am i am i scott you are scott i'm scott and i am brian adios Portraits. <laughs> <long. Day laughs>